0: omega metroid podcast my name is andy Spiteri joined as always by dakota lasky dak how are you doing on this fine afternoon
1: i'm good andy thank you uh you know glad to be recording again so soon i feel like we just recorded it and it's great to have that feeling i wish we could record every day um so yeah and, and it's not raining sideways or hailing like it was recently so yeah it's not a bad day out and uh ready to get into some really good questions here
0: nice it's been like beautiful the last week actually it's making this whole stay inside thing uh, quite hard mm. but um, yeah I agree I'm uh, I'm glad that we're recording so soon of course we you know we have our regularly scheduled shows coming out on Tuesday although I messed up and I released our last show on Monday but I don't think anyone was too mad about that no I don't, but I, I don't yeah. think so yeah the the reason we're here is because we hit a hundred followers over on Twitter at Omega Metroid pod. And as an incentive, we said that hey, if you guys help us get to 100 followers, we are going to take in a bunch of listener questions. And so that's exactly what we've did or done. By God, we've uh, we've compiled a list of uh, 20 or so questions here. Um, they're asked by Metroid fans. We're just a couple of Metroid fans ourselves, but we're going to give you our hot takes on them. Um, Dak, since this is kind of like a a nice bonus episode. Let's just dive right into it. Let's get right into it. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, we got the list right in front of us. I think we just go right from the top right down to the bottom and just uh, see. I mean, I'm ready to go on all these questions. So yeah, let's let's let it rip.
0: I guess one little word of uh, a preface maybe is is a better way to put it. Some of these questions are actually so good that we're going to give you a little bit of a snippet answer, but then actually take your question and do a whole episode on it. At some point in the future. So if you feel like we like we kind of dogged your question and didn't give it the time of day, um, that's why. There's a lot of really, really great questions in here, and uh, you know <laughs> we're gonna steal them for shows. So don't uh, don't be upset. But we are gonna answer every question. Um, and these are again like really great questions. Uh, we're gonna do this again. So you know if you if you were thinking of something or you didn't ask for whatever reason. Um, Listen to this episode, it's a lot of fun, and get in on the action next time that we do it. That being said, let's get started here. Uh, we got a lot of questions from one of our super fans of the show, Jedi Geek Girl. The first one is kind of a doozy here, Dak. Mm. Do you prefer the main Metroid series or the Prime series, and why? I'm going to let you take the lead on this, because uh, I'm actually still not sure.
1: Putting me on the spot. Yeah, you know, the thing is is that like my two favorite Metroid games of all time are Metroid Prime and Metroid Fusion so i love both the prime series and the 2d series a lot but if i had to pick one or the other i mean my favorite Metroid game of all time is metroid prime so i feel like i'd have to say the prime series um you know those are the games that like really got me i mean smash really got me into metroid really but metroid prime really stuck with me a lot and was like the biggest impression for me even though i was playing fusion around the same time prime is Mm -hmm. like my favorite stuff about metroid and i absolutely love it and of course as you all know i'm a big fps player as well so it's really up my alley i would have to i would have to say like if i was stranded on like an island like and i had to pick one or the other or like it was really up to it as an ultimatum because i i hate to have to choose i'd have to go with prime yeah i
0: don't, i still don't know i was hoping that maybe you would sway me one way or the other but like <laughs> i sorry I, I absolutely i love metroid prime one two and three those are some of my favorite games yeah. like ever um, but I also love Super Metroid, Zero Mission, Fusion, uh, Samus Returns. Like those are like the the quintessential Metroidvania games. So like uh, I I don't know I, I'm you know what just to be different from you I'll say two D Metroid although I'm I'm not sure my heart's entirely in it because really? I like I love both. See I, um, I'm surprised because
1: like, so I thought you were gonna very I I thought I was gonna be like on the fence and I thought you were gonna say two D like very defiantly. Cause you know, I, I oh no, yeah, I don't know. I was expecting that. I it's for me. It's the Prime series is like there's no blemishes on it. Like all three games are really good. The, the first two are very very good, and even Prime three is still a really solid, really good game. Uh, the everything else the, like the main line, it has. I mean, obviously has like Super Metroid, has Zero Mission. It has Fusion. It has also it has other M. It has the original Metroid two. It has you know like it it, it does have. It, it's not as consistent to be fair there are more games though so there are more opportunities well, hold, to... hold on hold
0: on you've got i mean and i know that you're a big fan of this game but you've also got metroid prime hunters which is a series, godlike which game isn't, <laughs> another top which tier which isn't game. a lot of metroid fans cup of tea i would say Me- mine included metroid we've prime got federation Hunt. force which is also not necessarily okay okay a of yeah fair. Cup of that's tea. true i forgot about all right
1: you're uh, true i forgot about federation force that's fair but but Um, If we're then looking at, okay, what are the weakest games of each series? Like, the Metroid Prime series' worst game is Federation Force, but it doesn't have another M. So, if we're going to average it out that way, I'd still put it in the Prime series. And honestly, yeah, you're coming at someone who is an absolute huge fan of Metroid Prime Hunters. I love that game. One of my most played DS games of all time. Um, I absolutely love that game. So, four out of the five Metroid games are some of my favorite games of all time. And the other one is... It's not a horrible game. It's just, eh. You know, it's not a great Metroid We, we game. forgot that
0: fine Metroid Prime Another... Theme, which actually looks pretty Another sweet. Another
1: great game. Five for six, I would say, for Metroid Prime. Now, so that's now hold on a second, because I'm
0: going to push back a little bit. Yeah, you made me even I, more convinced. I don't... Yeah. I don't think that Other M is... Like, I don't consider that a 2D game, but I also don't consider that a Prime game, because it's kind of like an amalgamation of both, where it's like yeah, but it's a, it's trying a main to do Metroid both, game, but though. it doesn't do... Yeah, but like, like that was the
1: question. Like, do you prefer the main Metroid series or the Prime series? Okay, it wasn't two D okay. or three D. So if we're going by that way, how the question was lined out, Other M is definitely in the main series, which means it definitely drags it down, as far as I'm concerned.
0: But it isn't a two.
1: It isn't a it, true two D. Okay, 2D yeah, game. you're
0: you're right. Yeah, you're right. The way that the question is posed, I guess we have to include Other M in that. Guess we have to category. Uh, um, you, you know know, I'll I'll stick by two D, but it, like it's it's so close. Like I don't know. It's so hard for me to pick one or the other because I think like, like Metroid Prime and Super Metroid are both probably in my top five favorite games, like Mm -hmm. ever of all time. Yeah. They're just absolutely classic. And it's like, um, it's just like, what do you like? What do you like better? Steak or ribs? Like I like both. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it just depends on like, do I feel like steak or ribs today? So, um, yeah, great question. And, uh, what a way to get us kicked off here. Um, let's move on. Tony from low rule legend asks, what would be your dream Metroid prime four? Now we kind of covered this a little bit in our second episode available in the, uh, the Omega Metroid archives, but I would say that a dream Metroid prime four is going to be something akin to like a breath of the wild for the Metroid series where like it takes the kind of core principles that we all know and love from Metroid prime, but it like, it it expands them and it rethinks them and it flips the script and it does a whole lot of like different stuff that that we weren't even thinking of that we didn't even know that we wanted yet but it just it does it um like we kind of touched last week about like you know the next 2D Metroid could have some cool stuff like beam combos and like suit customization i think that that could also apply to Metroid Prime 4 and i think i'm probably speaking for both of us there um i would love to see like kind of the the conventions of the world rethought a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, story wise, I'm open for anything. So you know, as long as it's awesome, as long as it makes sense, um, I'm game for whatever. But uh, yeah, I just I want to be I want to be absolutely wowed with Metroid Prime Four. That would be the dream with some new mechanics, some new innovations, some new some new stuff that they make up that we didn't even know as Metroid fans that we wanted.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you on all accounts there. I 100% want to be wowed in terms of like what they can bring to the table gameplay-wise. Uh, specifically in terms of the story, I, I want them to just, let's just do the Silex thing. And I think I definitely mentioned that on the, the episode we did. Like, let's mm-hmm. they've teased it, let's have the head-to-head Samus versus Silex, you know, whatever it is. And let's get that, let's, let's do the story. Um, I need three Ridley boss battles at the very least for that to be a solid game. <laughs> um, and I also as you all know I definitely want a multiplayer attached to it, you know, akin to like Metroid Prime Hunters. I think that I think that's like, perfect. You don't have to release a new Metroid Prime Hunters, just put the multiplayer attached to Metroid Prime 4, and make it really good. Uh I think a package of like the the Prime Prime package for Metroid Prime 4 for me would be Got a stellar campaign, really intense, like, just let's finish out this Prime Saga, like, on a high note. Not that it wasn't on a high note. Let's continue to add another high note to it. Samus versus Silex, a bunch of Ridley stuff as well. Uh, I want to see what happens between, you know, Metroid Prime 3 and Samus Returns for Ridley. And then we have a sick multiplayer suite as well you can play with on the Switch, you know, and all that cool stuff. Um, And then, maybe if you beat the campaign in Metroid Prime 4... You maybe get, like, a little teaser prologue mission of some 2D Metroid, Metroid, uh, Metroid 5. How sick would that be? That would be so sick. And for Metroid Prime 4, uh, maybe have all the different controls. You know, have true dual analog. Have the uh, original Prime controls. Have, you know, motion controls with, uh, with the mm. Joy-Con, stuff like that. That would be my ideal Metroid Prime 4. And, uh, you know, if that actually exists, if it ever will exist, I don't know. But I'm already getting my hopes up, so... Yeah, that's that's what that's the game I'd like to play.
0: All right, um, since you mentioned it, actually, let's skip ahead a few questions here and just uh, go ahead and answer it. Uh, Dominique asks, "What are your ideal controls you want oh, in Metroid yeah. Prime Four? Gyro controls, dual joystick, uh, button mapping, etc.?" Um, I, I think classic is is the way to go here, like, and, and not classic Metroid Prime, but like just classic dual analog gameplay. Right, yeah. It's it's so easy. It's comfortable. And I feel like that probably is going to be the direction that they're going to go. Like on the GameCube, they didn't, like they didn't do that. Even though they had dual analogs, they, they had, the C stick was for like the was it for the beams or the visors? I can't even remember now. It was, it was for the it was the for beams.
1: Beams, yeah, the, yeah, the beams, yeah, because the visors were on the D pad.
0: So I, I mean, take advantage of that. Like you you have a lot more different buttons that you can use now. Um, and you know, as great as playing the the Prime trilogy is with the with the Wii, which felt really good. Um, it's, it's just time. Let's, let's make it, you know, don't overthink it. Let's just do dual analog. I'm sure that they'll probably put like the gyro control option in there, which I will immediately take off because I hate using gyro controls for anything. Um, going back to breath of the wild, the, the shrines where you have to like tilt your joy cons to move the shrines are like the absolute worst. So just don't overthink it. Dual analog. That's, that's the way to do it. Yeah. I I mean,
1: Honestly, the original Metroid Prime should have had dual analog, and there's no reason not to have it now. Uh, you know, console FPS games have had it for two decades, going on, you know, close, you know, longer than that now. So, yeah, should absolutely have true dual analog. Let me play it like that. And, you know, if, if, if people want to play with motion controls or they want to, for some reason, play the classic way, which is, I don't understand why they would because it's inferior, um, you know, let them. Uh, but at the very least, I think they should have let, let people be able to pick between true dual analog and uh, motion controls because the you know the console is able to accommodate both. And I know some people do like motion controls and there is an argument for them being slightly more accurate than, you know, running with just true dual analog. So you know, in terms of preference, I think people should be able to have uh, the ability to pick their preference. but that being said, at the very least let's have dual analog controls because that's really
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you know the bare minimum of what you should have for a console fps so uh that's what i'd like to see but as i said give people the option that'd be cool
0: i would be shocked if they didn't just use regular dual analog and have the the option of motion controls as well that would that would stun me Mm. um okay let's move on jedi geek girl asks what is the most underrated metroid game that people have not played i think i can guess your answer
1: the most underrated metroid game that people have not played i mean it's if you haven't played metroid prime hunters i feel like you're missing <laughs> out uh ding, ding, ding. so much because it is underrated it is such a good game and a lot of people i know a lot of people did play it because it as far as i know sold pretty well in the ds and it was a pretty popular multiplayer game for quite some time on it but not everybody had a ds and everybody played it um though a lot of people did yeah that's such a good game i adore that game i have so many great memories of playing it online for hours you know as a kid and even the campaign i really liked i loved all the characters it was you know the first time it really felt like the the universe for metroid for me was really expanding and like i And and again, you know, I was someone who, I grew up as like a Nintendo kid, but a lot of my friends, they had Xbox, they had PlayStation, so they had tons of, you know, console shooters, and and this and that, and those kind of games that I like to play as well, but Nintendo didn't really have that stuff, so when Metroid Prime Hunters came out in the DS, I was like, wow, finally, like, I can play, like, multiplayer, you know, FPS games on my DS, like, that's so sick, and I put in countless hours, I mean, I really put, probably put in hundreds and hundreds, if not like a thousand more hours into that game, I have to, because I played all the time, uh yeah i 100 recommend it you know you can't really play it in its prime as you know in the originally when it was originally on you know the the wi-fi connection service and before it kind of got overrun by like you know the, the freeze glitch on the ground and like kind of hackers and stuff like that but in its prime in the original in its heyday it was so good um you can still play it though and i think you can, you can even uh you know somehow play it on like an emulator on pc too which uh I think has like anti-aliasing and makes the game look a little better and you can play it with you know obviously like maybe pc controls or a controller instead of using the stylus and or the ds or whatever it is uh yeah definitely recommend it if you can get your hands on it i love that game and if you can get people to play with that's even better because it's a lot of fun with friends
0: uh, hunters is also available on the wii u virtual console as well oh, wow. if anyone that's is true, looking yes, for it. Also. I was, I was actually considering buying it for the Wii U console because I was using the stylus controls when I was playing it the other week, mm-hmm. and uh, I I don't like stylus controls at all, so I was thinking about going that way. Um, underrated Metroid games. You know, it's it's kind of a hard question because, like, I feel like almost every Metroid game is underrated, maybe except for Prime and Super, you know? Because, like, none of the games have really sold that well. None of them are as pre- appreciated as they probably should be, but if I had to pick just one... Um, I'm, I'm going between either Prime 3 or zero mission. Um, but maybe hmm. I'll go with Prime 3. And the reason Prime I say 3, Prime, yeah. Prime 3, just because like it's such a solid game. I, I think it's I think it's better than Metroid Prime 2 actually. Hmm. Um, the controls were really good. Um, it's got a really cool story. It's very it's like very cinematic. Yep. But I think that by the time that Prime 3 had come out, people have like kind of got their fill of Metroid Prime. We had the trilogy come out in rather quick succession. Uh, which is strange for the Metroid series at that point. So I I think a lot of people slept on it. Uh, Nintendo didn't bother to promote it at all, so nobody bought it for the Wii, despite the fact that, like, there was a million Wiis out there. Well, like, (laughs) hundred million Wiis out there, actually. Um, So I think a lot of people slept on Metroid Prime 3, and I don't think that it's uncommon for people, if they pick up the trilogy, to play Metroid Prime. Maybe they'll get into Metroid Prime 2, but then you're just like, okay, I'm going to put this down. So I I think that, like, a lot of people just kind of skip over Prime 3, which is too bad because it has a great story, it introduces great characters. I think it has like the best um gameplay just in terms of like how you move and like the camera and stuff like that of the series. So, yeah, Metro Prime 3 is my answer, but also Zero Mission. You should play that. Anybody listening if you have not. Yeah,
1: Zero Mission is such a good game. Prime 3 is a I mean, I, I Prime 3 is such a good game. You know, it's just that it's it's not Prime 1 or Prime 2 which people like, you know, traditionally look at yeah. as like the best ones. So like, yeah, I can't see it being underrated in that respect, but even then like it's still you know such a very solid game you're right i think the controls even for being motion controls were still fun and i remember when they originally like announced it and showed it at e3 and the gameplay i was like Th- like that was i i ate it all up i ate it all up i thought it looked so cool and it was so much fun and it was like someone who's also a big ridley fan like the beginning of the game Two ridley you go fights. right into him and then you fight him again later i was like this game is is wow like this hits all the notes and it did and it still does it's still you know for me if you ask me like What the best Metroid Prime game is, I always pick Metroid Prime, the original, but to, like, score them or rate them, I think they're all very, very close. High 90s, mid 90s for, you know, out of, like, 100 for me. Um, And the difference in in scores is very minimal. So, yeah, I I love Metroid Prime 3. Mm -hmm. And Zero Mission, yeah, another amazing game you should definitely play. It's usually the game I recommend to people if they haven't played Metroid before.
0: Oh, yeah, I think Zero Mission completely replaces Metroid 1. Oh, yeah, there's no reason to play
1: the original Metroid unless you just, like, want to play it, like, or you're a retro gamer or something like that.
0: All right, so this is a great question, and it's something that we haven't spent a ton of time really talking about on the show. Uh, Griffin Olney asks, what is the most underrated song in the Metroid franchise? Hmm. That's a great question. I was or thinking, like, like, Metroid music is kind of it's kind of weird because, like, there's not necessarily one, like, main theme. Like, there is, like, a Metroid main theme, but it's, like, it's probably as popular as some of, like, the other side themes or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, one of these, like, there's not really one song that towers above the rest. Like, they're all kind of on an even playing field. So it's, like, picking picking an underrated song from, like, that group of maybe 10 or 12 songs is, like, I feel like those are all kind of the same, so I I tried to think outside of that box. Where like, obviously you have your Stars and your versus Ridley fights and like your Vendretta drifts. Mm. So I ended up thinking, and I'm probably gonna butcher how I pronounce this, but I've always just pronounced it this way, and I don't know why. But Brio from Metroid Prime three, Metroid Prime three, easy for me to say. Um, and yeah, like I I think that that's a great track. It's very like it's very Prime sounding, um, but it's it's really awesome. It kind of uh, it has that like epic kind of feel to it it's got like i don't know like maybe like a sense of like history or something like that 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 i kind of get the the vibe of when i hear it play um i always really like it it's probably the track that sticks out the most to me in metroid prime 3 and uh kind of going again with metroid prime 3 being one of the most underrated metroid games i feel like this is one of the most underrated metroid songs so that was my answer although i didn't i didn't arrive at that answer very quickly i had to really think about it
1: no, that's a, that's a good track, and one of my favorite Metroid Metal remixes, too. I'm a big Metroid Metal fan, and they did a really good version of, of the Metroid Prime mm-hmm. 3 and, like, the Brio theme kind of, like, meshed together, and it's really good. Um, yeah, for these are two underrated songs, at least for me, and also favorites of mine, but uh, the, the Down Frigate theme from Metroid Prime, when you first, you know, enter the ship, like, in the water, and you kind of, like, traverse in there underwater... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that theme. It's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite moments in a Metroid game when you go back and you you know that thing has been lurking there the whole time cuz you you know you land in town overworld immediately and you kind of you can find it there and be like, "Oh, that's going to be something I have to check out later." And then you go in there and you, or like that area um and you go in there and check it out and eventually get into that like really just Oh, I, I love it. It's it's such a well done piece, and it absolutely perfectly fits the area you're going into, and it's such a really well like paced uh, area, and also like timed well in the in the, in the game when you like gonna arrive at it. Uh, yeah, I love that piece, and it, also Metro Metal does a great version of that as well. And I think my other pick would be the the theme that plays when you fight Ceres in Metro Fusion. That really like crazy fast like electro mm. like electro theme. Uh, which has somehow not made its way into Smash Bros, because I think it's one of the best like fight themes in Metroid. I think it's also the same thing that plays when you fight Yakuza, uh, the, the bouncing bug thing in the same game. And I love that theme. It's always one of my favorite battle themes in Metroid. And it's like kind of a little different than your usual Metroid, but it, it's really hype and, and has a kind of Metroid-y feel to it at the same time. Um, I think it's kind of underrated because it doesn't get mm. mentioned too often when you think of like you know boss battle themes on Metroid. Like you said, you got your your Versa Ridley's and your crades and, and all that, um, but I think that's a really good boss battle theme. So that's 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 my pick
0: too. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna throw you a bone here too, Dak, and say that I really like the uh, the multiplayer theme in Metroid Prime Two. That's a great. Oh yeah, theme. another great theme. Yeah, speaking it's of similar, Smash Bros, I think it's similar as well. to that
1: one. Yeah, and it is. Uh, yeah. It is in Smash Bros. you're Right, and that is a really good theme too. And And again, you know, they got to do multiplayer in Metroid again. It had some good elements. Yeah, I agree. Uh,
0: you know what? I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna throw out one last one because I just thought of it. Okay. <laughs> there is, uh, and it's not from an official Metroid game. It's from uh, Am Two R. But, um, Dr. 64 and Darren Kerwin composed the the Hydro Station theme, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like, it's like a very prime sounding remix of Green Brinstar from Super Metroid, Mm -hmm. and it rocks. It's so awesome. Um, so, I mean, obviously I don't think people talk about it because it's not from like an official Metroid game, but it, it's, it's awesome. Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, Jedi Geek Girl is back with a few questions in a row here. Um, what is the most embarrassing moment you had playing a Metroid game? Dak, we were talking about this. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I have, like, an embarrassing moment playing a Metroid game.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, Metroid's one of those games you usually end up playing by yourself, you know? So if anything embarrassing did happen, like, no one would be around to really see it. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, and I, I rack my brain around this one a lot. I, I'd have to think that there was some embarrassing moment that happened to me playing Metroid Prime Hunters for, like, a, a Game Battles clan or something, and I probably, like didn't clutch a game or something or i sucked really bad and it was made us lose i don't know i'm sure that happened and like and it's stored in like the basins of my memory i just can't unlock it but (laughs) i think the only other time that maybe it wasn't embarrassing but like i felt embarrassed maybe not i don't know i just remember when uh and this isn't necessarily with metroid specifically but when ridley wasn't announced for smash 4 and the last character i was watching this guy from japan who had like had the game early and he was streaming himself unlocking all the characters and I was so sure that Ridley was gonna be like one of the last two characters unlocked. I was so sure and like the last two characters he unlocked were like Rob and and like Duck Hunt Dog <laughs> and I was like bro, this is embarrassing. I I felt awful um, and I certainly felt a little bit of embarrassment because I was pretty sure I had to wait a whole another game cycle for him to finally get in. But uh, yeah, that's that's a hard question because I honestly can't think of anyone where I was straight up felt embarrassed playing Metroid. And that's probably a good thing. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. That was, that was a hard one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure that there have been multiple, multiple times where my gameplay has just been strictly embarrassing because I'm I'm not the best player in the world. But uh, I, I also have no shame, so I'm not, mm-hmm. like, I don't care if my gameplay is terrible. Yeah. Um, let's move on and get to her second question, which is another kind of doozy here. What is your most unpopular Metroid-related opinion? You, I, I want you to go first
1: on this one because I'm curious what you're going to say.
0: You know, it's it's tough because I like again. I feel like I don't really have any. Like I kind of I love Super and Prime. I don't really like Other M. And those are kind of don't accepted, really like it. Mainline, kind of like it though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's my least favorite Metroid okay, game. Okay, okay, all right. But like these are kind of accepted, like general Metroid points of view, right? Um, I guess. And I don't want to argue about it with you too much here, but the only thing that I could think of, because, and the reason I don't want to argue with you about it is because like, I want to do a full show on this, mm-hmm. but I do hate when people call Metroid Prime a first-person shooter, as we've kind of alluded to, because yeah. I just, I, I, don't think that it is. I think that it shares some qualities with one, but I I don't think that it really is. But again, I don't know if that's like an unpopular I think that's,
1: Metroid opinion. Yeah, I, I would say a lot of Metroid fans might agree with you on that. Um, It's definitely divisive because I don't think I've ever seen like a full consensus on it. Uh, Obviously, you know where I stand on it. And I don't think there's really going to be ever an end to that argument until like Metroid or until Nintendo straight up says, oh, yeah, it's an FPS. we sure? Um, Or like accidentally calls it an FPS, you know, in like a PR release or something like that. And that's like, oh, 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 there it is. Boom. Um, So, yeah, Um, I don't know. Okay,
0: how about how about this for an unpopular Metroid opinion? Um, I don't like Adam. In Fusion, and Other M, I don't like that Samus is listening to him on the computer. I don't like that she's kind of beholden to him a little bit. Um, His character was, like, okay. Uh, I I thought that it was kind of goofy how, like, they put his his soul into, like, the computer in Fusion. So maybe that's my unpopular opinion.
1: I I see. I'm with you on the Other M thing, because I don't think his character makes sense or... I don't, awful character, another M. Infusion, he's one of my favorite characters (laughs) um, because I don't feel like he's necessarily, Samus never was really beholden to him. He's he's really like a guide for her. Like, you know, he's the means of being able to, like, he's like her eyes around the ship and is able to help her out accessing certain parts of the ship or letting her know where, you know, stuff's going down. Um, and, And Samus does kind of fight and have a little bit of tension with that relationship. That's why I like the character because it's based on someone she knew from her past. Like, there's a lot of depth there with that relationship. I absolutely love Adam and Fusion, so I will disagree with you there. Um, and I've actually never really heard that because I feel like it's a pretty con- like Fusion's pretty consistently written. Um, but I don't think that's uh, an unreasonable opinion to have. I'm totally with you on other M. I think and I uh, that that game is just so bad. <laughs> um, but with fusion, I, I really adored, not a, you know, but I really did like Adam in that capacity. And I, you know, I never really thought it was goofy cause I was like, Oh, it's a sci-fi game. You know, all right. They uploaded this guy's mind. I never really like took it literally. I didn't think they like literally put his brain in a jar, like sapped his consciousness into a computer, but maybe they did. And I, and you know, I never, Hey, now look at mother brain, well, literally but, a brain in a jar. That's, but that's the thing is that like, I never really thought about it in that way. I just accepted it because right. it's a sci-fi game that was enough you know it didn't seem out of the realm of possibility and how they did it didn't matter and that was one of the good things about fusion it wasn't about how did that even happen just the fact that samus is questioning it at all and sees the similarities and sees the differences and and you can see a relationship with someone that she had that doesn't even exist anymore physically but you can still see it echoed in her relationship with this computer i thought that was all really awesome that's one of my favorite one of my favorite parts about fusion why i love fusion a lot is, is that relationship between Samus and Adam, but yeah, the other inversion trash.
0: All right. So what, Oh, for your me, I guess mine opinion. would
1: be just that. I think Rid- Ridley should be in every Metroid game, uh, in some capacity. <laughs> I don't think this is a, uh, see, I don't
0: think that's unpopular either. Really?
1: Cause I, I know a lot of Metroid fans have been like, ah, you know, he sh- shouldn't be in every Metro, or, you know, Metroid game because it, you know, makes his appearances less special or, you know, they're shoehorning him in. It doesn't make sense for him to be there. Blah, blah. I don't care. I don't care. Put him in, um, you know, like the Samus Returns thing Right. Where he is at the end of the game and for seemingly no reason. I thought it was great. I thought it was like, hell yeah. Uh, let me fight. I agree. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, but I know a lot of people didn't. So that's the only thing I could think of in terms okay. of, like, I mean, I guess other than like my love for Metroid Prime Hunters, I know that's a, a divisive game as well, but not the most unpopular opinion. I don't know. There's, it's hard. I mean, the only... If I if my opinion was I absolutely loved Other M, I think maybe that would be something that's unpopular. Oh but, yeah, But no, no, I hate that unpopular. game, so I don't know. I can't really
0: think of anything other than that that would be super unpopular. Gee, put put Ridley in every game. He says, but we can't have Kraid in Metroid Prime Four. No, I'm down for. I, I just think of Kraid can't fly.
1: <laughs> all right, if Kraid sprouts wings and gets his maybe and gets he his can. butt. If he hey, if if Metroid Prime what Four, if, comes, he could? if he could if look all i'm saying is if i'm walking <laughs> through an area and a huge flying crate shows up and fights me i'm down for that okay that would be so sick I'd be
0: down. all right let's let's keep going here let's keep going right. um okay so this is uh jedi geek girls last question here uh for a while here um what is or i'm sorry if nintendo released a metroid collection for the switch which titles would you have in it and why and uh there's a little rule here that we can't include all titles in one so it would be mixed um you know i i mean i think it's like it's an obvious answer but the prime trilogy
1: yeah but you can't like, though it just
0: just makes a lot of sense You can't.
1: you can't include all titles on one line right that's the so you can't have all the prime games uh,
0: yeah but like it you wouldn't have like you wouldn't have a collection where it's like here's super metroid a metroid prime and federation force like that just would never happen yeah um I guess like the actual
1: reality of it would well, like they would only release all the mainline or 2d games or only all the prime games together. Right. Yeah.
0: And I, and I feel like you've already got Metroid on the switch. You've got super Metroid on the switch. If you're a subscriber. Um, so like those are already there if you want to play them. Uh, I mean, I mean, they could release like a, I don't know, like a 2d pack or whatever that has fusion, zero mission and Samus returns. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. That
1: I, I'd be, you know what they, they could do that and then add pinball. Boom. That's a package right there. You do Zero Mission, sure. Samus Returns, Super Metroid Fusion, Pinball, right there.
0: Yep, that's I'm a, down for that. That's a
1: package right there. Or, or you do the DAC Pack, which would be the games that I would personally just put in it: Metroid Prime One, Metroid Fusion, Hunters, Pinball, and uh, and yeah, you got the, that's the DAC Pack right there. Um, just four games, real quick. That's those are those ones I would pick. Uh, but yeah, I think that that uh, that 2D selection with like pinball would be pretty cool i don't know
0: i would love to to see pinball actually get like a re-release or something like that because i was i've never played it and i was looking for it actually and it's kind of uh at least from what i found it's a little bit more of a rare ds game so it was it was kind of uh, pricey actually to find mm-hmm. but uh you know if they released it for you know if they released it for 10 bucks in the eShop i'd be all over that yeah um, I'm with you but yeah I, I think that that pack sounds cool um i think realistically like Like just give us the give us the uh the prime trilogy already. Yeah, just put the trilogy on switch. Yeah,
1: put the trilogy on switch, put hunters on it or something. I don't know. Like just let's let's or not. Let's just get it let's get it out there. Let me play trilogy on switch with dual analog and then let's get prime four, let's get Metroid Five, let's go, let's come on, Nintendo, let's go, like chop chop, let's get the Metroid games going on here. I'm sick of waiting. It's I've been waiting how long now for another Metroid Prime game.
0: It's you know Um, let's go. Apparently, also, there was a, a Best Buy listing this last week that listed the Prime Trilogy as coming to the Nintendo Switch pretty soon, so hopefully that that's actually true. I don't know. I feel I, I, I pray to God that I it is. I feel like
1: I hear that every other month, you know? So, I know, Some, like, <laughs> news site is, like, has a slow day, and they're gonna be like, you know what, we're just gonna pretend we saw this target listing for 20 bucks, Metro Prime, December 1st, 2020, you know, <laughs> or something like that, just till like I get clicks. I, I don't know. Oh I, I hope it's true, but we'll see.
0: All right. Let's keep it going here. Uh, Legend asks, what are your thoughts on an open world Metroid game? Uh, Dak, you take the lead on this.
1: Hmm. You know, for me, it's like I don't need open world because, you know, I don't know if I would necessarily want like a Breath of the Wild type of game where like it's super open. Uh, I, I don't mind having, you know, things be a little more focused and a little more. A uh, dense, rather than kind of like spread out because I don't want it to be like situations where I'm traversing these huge amounts of like land or whatever it is. Uh, for real, no no good reason. Um, you know, Metroid, obviously one of the places it, it excels is an exploration, but I don't need to explore a huge open world if it's not really popularly or like, you know, fully like dense with with things interact with or whatever it is i'd rather a smaller area like that's one of the reasons why i like thinking about zelda again i like like majora's mask over ocarina of time because majora's mask you know feels like a more condensed focused detailed version of ocarina of time which feels a little more spread out and open not that it's an open world game but that's like the comparison you know breath of the wild is one of my favorite zelda games do i want that from metroid not not really um i'd kind of want something more focused give me like specific areas that are teaming with life and things to find um, you know I don't don't necessarily need like a huge sprawling world uh, but a bigger world or something you know yeah or elements of open world stuff sure I'm not entirely against it at the end of the day if they make a good game I'm playing it right and if it's open world or not I'm down Um, but yeah I would have to see how they do it specifically
0: Yeah, I I kind of agree, and I'm going to kind of skim my answer here, because I actually want to do, like, a full show on this. Mm -hmm. I think that this is, like, a really interesting concept. Um, But I will say that, like, you know, to me, some of the Metroid games feel almost open world already, in a sense, where, like, you can explore, and, like, uh, it's more important for me that there's, like, this big interconnected world than, like, there's a lot of, let's say, Breath of the Wild-esque areas to explore. And I think, like, a big um a big part of Metroid is like the different regions in the planets or whatever that you find mm-hmm. like like you, you know you go from materia to Brinstar to uh Meridia to like whatever like those are like those are almost characters in and of themselves right. and i think that you lose that a little bit in open world but that's a great question and i am uh, you know i have a lot more thoughts that i want to dive into on like a dedicated show to that um speaking of stuff that we're going to get into on a dedicated show here uh, I lied. Jedi geek girls back with mm-hmm. another question. What would the plot of Metroid five B if you were in charge of it? So I'm, I'm just going to save my answer entirely because I want to do like a deep dive into that other than to say, I think that it needs to continue where fusion left off.
1: Oh it, yeah. This is something that I've, I could talk for days about of what the story should be. I've thought about this for a very, very long time, but yeah, to very quickly, Go at it uh it has to be it has to it, it should take place literally the the second fusion ends it should start off immediately uh from where F- fusion leaves off it should be samus versus the federation i want to see samus trying to you know uh unlock more information and get more connection with the chozo i want to learn more about them and i absolutely want her to go at it head to head against the federation and and see what comes of that i think that's what everyone really wants and I know we can talk mm-hmm. a lot more about that. Um, but I do think what they've set up with for fusion is, is obviously the the means they need to go. Right? I want Samus to be directly taken on. I'll let her take on the whole Federation one on hundreds of thousands. You know, whatever it is. Like she's taken on ships, taking on indiv- individuals in the Federation forces at, at large. Uh, whatever it is, uh, have her on the run, have her trying to screw up Federation things, whatever it is, test like her limits morally as a character, emotionally, all of that. Yes, that's what the, the, the means they should be doing, the, the, the mode, the pathway. You know, you know what? Do that, yeah.
0: I, Andy spateri from Calgary asks, if we earlier, Dak, determined that Other M is part of the main Metroid series, how come we're calling it Metroid Prime 5 instead of 6? What do you mean Metroid Prime 5. Or I'm sorry, how come we're calling it Metroid 5 instead of Metroid 6? Cuz you got Metroid, Samus well, returns, d- it's, Super it's, Metroid, it's, Fusion, Other M.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I that's cuz that's what it's called in 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 I don't I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be Metroid 5. It could be Metroid Dread. It could be Metroid
0: 6. I just uh you know, I just kind of thought Because about I don't, don't like you've to think about Metroid Other 5, M. That's but, why. Like, <laughs> It,
1: because I like to forget about really, it. Really, it it's is, Metroid 6. It's,
0: it, it would, yes, it
1: would technically be Metroid 6, but as far as I'm concerned, Other M doesn't exist, so it would be Metroid 5. Um, yes, it would be Metroid.
0: I guess <laughs> it would... I, I I think that that's entirely why it's called well, Metroid it is, 5, because people mean, don't want to acknowledge... You know,
1: that's... All right, here's, here's my thing, right? Um, just, I think... Alright, well, if you look at it this way, technically, like, Metroid Prime Hunters is in the Metroid Prime series, and it takes place between Metroid Prime 1 and 2, so technically, it's Metroid Prime 2, and Metroid Prime 3 is Metroid Prime 4, if we're looking at it that way, but we know that's not how it's it, it's na- It's numbered. I would think that even though Metroid Prime, uh, or Metroid Other M exists, the next Metroid would be Metroid 5, because the numbering, I don't think is thrown off by that. We've already seen it hasn't been in other cases in Metroid and screw other M. I don't care if it exists or not. We're calling it Metroid five and we're gonna have a main one through five and those are the only
0: games you're gonna need to play. So here here we go actually I'm gonna double back because I actually I finally thought of a unpopular Metroid opinion that I have. Okay. Um I I hated when Metroid Prime two Echoes came out, I hated that it was called Metroid Prime Two. I just wanted it to be called Metroid Echoes. And I don't I don't Metroid really like Echoes? numbering Or, like, you
1: you would rather Metroid Prime Echoes than Metroid Prime 2?
0: No, I would have rather Metroid Echoes after Metroid Prime, right? But, like, so hear me out here. I, at the time, I was just like, it it seems so weird to me to like, I don't like numbering in sequels at all in general. I'm a big fan of subtitles, like, I love the way that Zelda does it. Um, and I don't really like, like, Super Mario Galaxy 2, I thought was stupid. Um, but like. I would I would always rather have like Metroid games and like Metroid something like Metroid Dread, Metroid Fusion, Metroid Prime, Metroid Echoes, Metroid Corruption, or like you know what I mean, something like that. So when I first heard of Metroid Prime Two, I hated it. Hmm. I was just like, this is I don't like this at all. And now now I'm just like okay, like you know whatever, it's its own sub series, I'm fine with that. But um, yeah, when I when I first heard it, I didn't like it whatsoever. So maybe that's a, maybe that's an unpopular Metroid opinion. I don't know.
1: That could be. I you know I wasn't the I'm not the biggest fan of numbers and titles. Like you do one or the other, or kind of stay consistent. I like that like Metro the the main series of Metroid stuck to just doing subtitles or whatever it is, and Metroid Prime did mm-hmm. Metroid Prime and then a number. Um, and if and a subtitle, I guess, like it stayed consistent more or less. Um, I I feel like it would have been weird if it was Metroid Prime, then Metroid Echoes, and then what? Metroid Corruption. Uh, I I kind of like the name Metroid Prime sounds cool and badass. And Metroid Prime Two is fine. I don't really call it Metroid Prime Two Echoes. It's such a it's it's a word jumble. Like just call it Metroid Prime Two. I don't call it Metroid Prime Three Corruption. It's called Metroid Prime Three. The same reason why I hate that Metroid Five or uh, Halo Five is called Halo Five Guardians. Just call it Halo Five. But if you're not going to, if you want it to call Guardians, just call it Halo Guardians. Um, But even then, that would be weird because they've called the previous games by numbers. So I'd rather them just stay consistent. Uh, Yeah, that might
0: be an unpopular opinion there, man, because Metroid Echoes kind of sounds weird. (laughs) Yeah, Echoes is a weird subtitle for sure. And I'm not necessarily in favor of it being called Echoes, but like just Metroid something. Metroid. If that makes sense? Metroid Shadowlands. Yeah, Metroid Dark World. Metroid Dark World. All right, let's keep it going here uh griffin is back with another question here what's a good way for metroid to develop general lore um so there's uh there's a lot to unpack in this question here but that's kind of like the the essence of the question you know i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of be boring here and say that i think that prime nailed it like they they discovered the perfect way for metroid to tell lore where like to me fusion was a little bit too on the nose with it telling you its story and stuff like that but in prime you go and discover the story by scanning things by interacting with different enemies and stuff like that i think that that is the best way that you can develop the lore in metroid because it encourages you to explore which is like really the hallmark of metroid in order to flesh out the world and the story so like um maybe there's something better and i'll know it when i see it but for me like i just i love scanning and like learning a little bit about the world that way
1: yeah uh this one's twofold for me because uh, you know again you all know i love how fusion story kind of plays out it's i it is yeah it is somewhat like told out and, and handed out to you on a silver platter but I think that's a good story i don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that because you know at the end of the day metroid's mostly a game that's focused on gameplay and not not necessarily plot or story but yeah metroid prime does it so well and i think the best way for metroid to develop um more in general is not only just like the scanning, but how Samus comes across places that used to be populated, used to have stuff going on. She comes across the ruins of it. I think that's the, mm-hmm. one of the Metroid's greatest strengths. Is you kind of see like what it could be, what it used to be through your scans, through interacting with the leftover structures, through interacting with the leftover ghosts or monsters, whatever it is. And I think that's the best way Metroid does it, you know, in the, in the question specifically, Griffin talks about how, like, you know, stuff was like ruined, like Halo Forerunners, for example, and how I'm thinking he's looking at it, how in the original trilogy of Halo, the Forerunners were this, like, background thing. You, you were in their ruins, you were in their buildings they left behind, and their structures left behind, but you never really encountered them except, like, their, their robots or their drones or, you know, the oracles, whatever it is. But then in the later parts of the series, you're, like, face-to-face with them, and they're talking to you, and, and it kind of, like, r- loses that mystique. Um, I think that's what Metroid has still done pretty well. Is that you know the Chozo, you still we're always left wanting more because we don't get to interact with them directly. We kind of get to go through the worlds they used to live in, the places they left behind, and that's how we've learned about them. And that's what made the scanning so really well done because you get to interact with all these these walls and these places that normally in other games you really don't have any interaction with, but now all of a sudden every facade is really important to you. So yeah, I, I think that's the best way to do it uh they gotta you know keep the things that are have that mystique in metroid keep that mystique but let us explore them still in a meaningful way again another reason why i hate other m is that it just takes things that were had a mystique or had some kind of mystery or whatever to them in other metroid games and just flat out explains them or shows them to you in a really crappy way and it kind of loses that air to it um, in metroid prime you get to go through the Chozo ruins you're going through uh you know all these areas that were are populated or maybe like somewhat populated or aren't populated at all, or just overrun by nature and you learn through the the landscape and you all of that. So yeah, that's, I, I hope they do more of that. Keep the things that have the mystery to have more mystery and, and maintain that, but let Samus explore what's left. And so far Metroid's done a really good job of that. And I hope they continue to do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's been 30 years and we still don't really know what happened to the Chozo. We kind of have hints, yeah. We can kind of maybe piece some ideas together, but like you don't, you know it hasn't come out and like exactly told you so yeah i agree like seeing the like remains of civilization and stuff like that is always keep them wanting really like kind of a yeah exactly that's like that's a big pull for me is like learning and peeling back the layers of the chozo mystery which you know considering like i said 30 years later we're still unpeeling that mystery i think that that's the the way to do it um so griffin asks another question here which kind of ties into what we were just talking about um how can the supernatural side of Metroid be meaningfully explored? Um, the exact question here is, let's say Metroid is 90% sci-fi, but there's supernatural stuff like Chozo Ghosts, um, um, Breens using magic. How can the supernatural side of Metroid be meaningfully explored? Um, you know, I, I think that you want to keep it to a minimum, for sure, with the supernatural side of Metroid. I don't think that that's the biggest strength of Metroid. I think, like, the sci-fi uh is is obviously like it's bread and butter but like even beyond that like i think that you lean into like maybe samus is like a bounty hunter as another big one of her like the metroid series strengths i like supernatural stuff in like very 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 small doses Mm -hmm. um i'm fine with the chozo ghosts i think that that was cool it's kind of like it's almost like spiritual the way that she gets her suit in um in zero mission in a sense Mm -hmm. so like I'm, i'm also okay with that um you know, I, I think that you can... Like, in sci-fi, you have this wonderful ability to basically do or perform feats of magic, but explain it away as, like, really advanced technology, which I think, like, you can you can kind of do with the Chozo a little bit. Um, I it, Anything supernatural in Metroid to me is... It, I want to limit that to maybe kind of, like, the Chozo or, like, races related to them. Um, not necessarily, like, Samus <laughs> using magic or something like that, uh, what do you, I don't know? What do you think, Doug? No,
1: I think you're you're right on point. The quote that I was thinking of, and I forget who it's attributed to, but you know, any any uh, highly advanced or super advanced technology is indistinguishable eventually from magic, right? Like if 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 any of us were to take right. technology from the 21st century and go back, you know, thousands of years and present it to something that has no, it doesn't even remotely know what it's looking at. How could they possibly distinguish it between me just conjuring it up because I'm a magician or I actually time traveled and, and showed it to them? So yeah, I think Metroid has always kind of toe that line really well where anything that is supernatural you could kind of explain as well well the Chozo they're so advanced like they're probably on like another dimension somewhere or something like that maybe it's like the after effects of like the remainders of, of what they were in this dimension or something like that but even if it weren't explained in that way I do like how Metroid doesn't yeah it doesn't really dip its toe too far into it you know, you have the Chozo ghosts, mm. which again, yeah, are rele- relegated to the Chozo. The spiritual stuff is relegated to the Chozo. And I think that's good because it gives you the dichotomy of the the real sci-fi that Samus has with exploring uh, stuff related to, like, the Federation. And then stuff that has to do with the Chozo gives you a little more of that, you know, spiritual quality to it. it gives you that kind of balance. Um, yeah, I don't really think it has to go too much farther than that. I think it's generally accepted that there really isn't any, like... True, real magic in, in Metroid that's like a significant amount for because I mean, if magic exists in any kind of world, like someone's going to be ex- like the space pirates would have magic, you know? Um, they'll be exploiting it. So, I think keeping it to a minimum, keeping it kind of relegated again to like the Chozo, like you said, I think is fine. At the end of the day, it's sci fi and it's got some stuff is going to look magical because it is so advanced, but I don't think we need to like start going into like super crazy, you know. Uh, stuff like that and I think how Metroid does it again it, it is meaningfully explored you know I think your example from Zero Mission is really well done because it does have that it's not supernatural but it kind of is but it's really more spiritual than anything else right it's a, a rite of passage right it's more tribunal in that kind of way so it's not like Samus is like uncovering like a tomb you know and there's ghosts flying out and and there's a curse or something like that happening uh, and it doesn't get any kind of crazy if it, it, it keeps things a little more personal you know it makes things a little more human which is funny because it's all spiritual stuff but yeah I think how Metroid does it already is pretty well done and really shouldn't stray too far from that
0: yeah I agree um, these next two questions are kind of similar so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask them at the same time and we'll answer them both uh, Griffin asks how can Sam's backstory be better utilized and David Wayne Nystrom asks could the story of Other M work with better acting and writing for the scenes so uh, I'm gonna take the lead on this. <laughs> do so. Uh, yes, the story, the story of Other M absolutely could have worked, uh, and, and obviously, the the better acting, better writing, particularly better writing, would have went a long way into making that game's plot, uh, you know, something that we would celebrate rather than kind of pretend it doesn't exist. So you can do, I think that you can do an origin story, um, or like a, a story that really is plot heavy like that. You just have to do it well. And Other M didn't do it well because and you know what i'm actually gonna say i don't think the acting was the problem at all necessarily it was the direction and it was the the writing um i i don't think that they understood who samus was as a character and like what the appeal was of samus as a character and you know we're gonna do a whole series of other m shows eventually down the road so i'm not gonna spend a lot of time beating up other m but i i think that that truly was the problem they didn't understand the property that they had or the character that they had I think that the the best way to do um, a story about Samus's background would be to do a game kind of like Other M, but do it well. Like if they release Metroid Zero, uh, yeah, I'd be down for that and show kind of like maybe where where Ridley came from. Maybe you see Samus getting her suit. Maybe you see maybe you actually finally see the Chozo. Um, I, I think that that could be a very uh, interesting story worth telling. And, um, you know, if done properly, I think it could be really great. It's just like, you know, we've, we've tried that in other M and it didn't work, but that doesn't mean that we can't ever try it again. We just have to make sure that this time we have people who understand what we have, understand the draw of Samus, understand the draw of Metroid. And kind of like we were talking about earlier, um, they don't. They don't hot shot the town, as we say in wrestling. Like they, you know, you can present the story, but like you don't have to just fully, full on say like, you know, the Chozo are here and we're giving you this suit because you are blah, blah, blah. Like you can make it mysterious still, but like still show the origins of Samus. So uh, long answer short here, I think that a game that focuses on Samus' backstory and origins could be awesome. If it was called Metroid Zero, that'd be great. Um, And I think that if it was well written, it could be, it could be really cool. It could be a cool story.
1: I'm going to disagree on both accounts. <laughs> um, so to go to, which I'm, I'm glad that we disagree a lot. It makes for more fun, more fun conversation for, for other. Um, All right. Hit me. So first, could the story of other M work with better acting and writing? No, because the story doesn't make any sense and it's unnecessary. Yes. It could be acted better and written better. Sure. Anything could be.
0: Um, oh, you know what? I I, I I got to jump in here for a quick sec to um if david if you're talking about strictly the story of other m could that work if it like if it had different writing as in like if you completely rewrote the story yeah it could work could you fix the story of other m no you can't
1: the story doesn't make it like it, it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't need to exist that's the two problems with it is it explains things that don't need to be explained it does it takes elements from fusion that were already done better and writes them poorly or just straight up copies them and doesn't alter it whatsoever. I mean, it literally, again, takes place on a ship. It explains why Ridley ended up on the BSL, which didn't need to be explained at all. It didn't need to be explained. That was one of the great parts about Fusion. How, it, oh, it added a lot to the whole Federation conspiracy thing because they have the Ridley body here. Like, hmm, that's a little sus- suspicious. Now it's just, oh, yeah, there was this whole crazy stuff happened on the bottle ship and they dragged out the corpse and blah, blah, blah and they made this, 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 cl- so stupid how the story was written that it wouldn't even be worth trying to fix it you should just scrap it like it's it's like looking at a dilapidated house and that is falling apart and trying to (laughs) fix it and swap out the walls when any licensed construction person will just raise the thing and just mow it over and build a new house because it is that it's that bad and i can't wait to talk about it in depth so no i don't think it could work um how can samus's backstory be better utilized So, uh, the writer in me, I really hate origin stories because they're so overdone. They hit the same tropes over and over. And to be honest, I don't care. I really don't. I already... Like, I know Samus' backstory. She was orphaned because of space pirates she went to an academy she became a bounty hunter what else do i need to know i don't need to know who her high school crush was i don't need to know what she had for dinner when she was six years old with her parent or whatever it was you know i don't need to know that i don't need to know all the stuff at the academy i saw what happened right i would love to see more of the actual current active character as an adult progress as a character for for pete's sake like damn And I think what a lot of origin stories get wrong is that they kind of give me the same stuff over and over again. And they leave out or they explain stuff again that I don't need to have explained. Like the Ridley origin. I don't need to know where Ridley came from. As far as I'm concerned, he's some monster from someplace. I want to see the active Ridley character developed. Um, And then, you know, with Other M, they tried to come up with some stupid exploration for those species of Ridley or whatever it is. And that was awful. Um, They didn't need to do that. So yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a personally a big fan of origin stuff. Now, are they if they release Metroid Zero, I'm not am I going to not play it? No. Am I if it's a good game am I going to enjoy it? Of course I will. But it's not what I want necessarily cuz at the end of the day I don't think that stuff really needs to be explained. I think there's so much more they can do with the active story that's happening that I just hate to always I hate stuff that constantly looks back and i think that's one of the biggest problems with the franchise is that it has so much good stuff that's actively happening in the story and they just constantly keep looking backwards for some reason i don't really understand why because i mean zero mission gives you the a little bit of the backstory that's all you need you can read the manga or whatever it is and everyone knows ridley eight samus's parents or whatever it is like everyone knows like you don't like what else do we really need to know at this point play zero mission there's your backstory if you god forbid have to play other M, I guess you could look at it and and that's I think that's that's kind of at least for me that's what I all I need so I don't really think I think Samus's backstory is kind of good I don't need to know and I don't think she needs to have any kind of like supreme hatred for the the space pirates because I know Griffin in his exact question he asks you know at the very least Samus uh, should have like Doomslayer levels of hatred for the pirates but that hasn't really blatantly been shown I disagree with that because I think Samus is, Samus is a she's not a, she's a bounty hunter she's a mercenary essentially essentially or she's like a, a hired gun. Like, she's a soldier, pretty much. Like, it's her job, right? It's not like... uh, Like, it, there's a personal element to it, but at the end of the day, it's her job. She's a soldier. So, she's a soldier for an army, pretty much. And she's a really capable one. She's a walking tank. So, I don't, I, I don't need to see her, like, having a seething hatred for these pirates. I like the fact that Sam is just like, all right, I'm getting this job done, bam, bam, bam. I'm just gonna destroy a whole planet to get this mission done. That's what I've always liked about the character. I didn't need that huge trauma element. And, oh my god, like... I'm fighting, I don't, I don't really need to, that wasn't what Metroid was for me, and again, another thing with Other M that didn't make any sense. Um, so, yeah, I, I would disagree that I don't need to see that explained. Give me more of the current active character, there's so much to play with and work with. Metroid Fusion, again, set it up perfectly for so much they could do to continue the story. I mean, they'll have a lot to work with at the end of Metroid Prime 3. I don't need to go back to when she's 20 or 15 or whatever it is to see her at the Academy, I just don't.
0: You know you know what I just wrote down here um, is I, I have a cool story for a Metroid Zero game that I'm going to pitch you. Um, we're not going to do it today because we're running a little bit long here. We still got some questions to go through. Mm-hmm. But when I'm thinking like kind of an origin story, I'm thinking like something cool like Metal Gear Solid 3, which kind of sets up the world and really adds to it. I, I think I got something cool that you'll like. But Like uh, I said, I'm not against yeah.
1: it. And and, Met- and as you bring that up, Metal Gear Solid 3 is one of my favorite games too i love metal gear solid 3 so uh i'm not like i said i don't hate origin stories it's just at least in metroid that's not what i want right now But hey if it's good it's good i'll play it
0: all right this next question is strictly for you um i have to (laughs) remind you that this is a uh, non-explicit show yes and let's limit your answer to just uh, a sentence or two (laughs) great name ridley asks why does little birdie turn into adult ridley okay so Here's my
1: headcanon real quick. As far as I'm concerned, that wasn't a a true clone of Ridley. As we know, on that ship, the Federation had a bunch of different organisms on there that they were testing with and all this kind of stuff. What I think happened is they took Ridley DNA, it got mixed with other animals' DNA, and it created this hybrid... Ridley other thing that has all these different stages. I refuse to believe that Ridley's a Pokemon. I refuse to believe that the actual Ridley came from that little birdie thing. And I refuse to believe that there wasn't some kind of mix-up that the Federation didn't Somehow screw something up in the process because they always do. So as far as I'm concerned, that little birdly doesn't turn into an adult Ridley. It turns into that adult hybrid thingy. It doesn't even if you look at it it doesn't even look like Ridley. Like you could even make the case just by looking at the thing that it's not a true. I mean, it literally doesn't look like a true clone of the thing. So
0: it's it's actually horrible. Like it doesn't. Literally doesn't. I I think that's one of the weakest parts of of yeah. Like it doesn't look like him. (laughs) Basically anything involving Ridley in that game, like they they. Mucked up Ridley, they mucked up Samus, which is like your two big stars of Metroid. So like, when and the two when the two of them are together, that's the worst scene in the game. uh, (laughs) Yeah, they it's
1: it's it's so awful. But yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that's not an actual Ridley clone. And again, another thing that other M does poorly that Fusion Fusion already did this. Like, oh, why does the Ridley like look clone look a little different from the actual Ridley? Because the X parasites like they're an embellished and like this freakish version of the thing that they're cloning. So it made sense in Fusion. Why would the quote-unquote direct clone of Ridley in Other M that it's not been, you know, uh, mixed up by the X or whatever it is, not look, it looks less like Ridley than the, the, the fusion clone of the clone of the clone does, which is it literally doesn't make any sense whatsoever um yeah so screw other i'm i do not think that little birdie turns into another adult ridley i think it's a hybrid of some other crazy dna they mix in i'm sure there's like 10 different organisms or species of alien mixed into that crazy abomination that they created
0: so that's my take on it my take is just it was horrible and didn't make sense yeah it's just bad and that's then that's why that's, um this is a this is another question actually that i want to explore in long form on a like a dedicated episode so let's uh, I'm going to give you kind of a half answer here. Um, David asks, could F-Zero and Star Fox exist in the same universe as Metroid in a shared universe? Would you even want that? Hmm. So uh, my answer immediately was no. And then I thought about it and I'm like, maybe yes. And I think I'm still hovering somewhere around maybe, maybe yes. And so I, you know, this is another one. I think that I have a lot of thoughts about, you know what it could look like how it could help Metroid as a franchise so i I'm, I'm not like i'm not absolutely saying no right away so yeah there it is
1: yeah this is one of those things i'm like uh, i i think no i think it's a hard no for star fox for me um i don't see how star fox and metroid could coexist in the same universe um i don't even i'm not even sure how animals like the animals in Star Fox exist uh, at all.
0: I was thinking Star Fox could exist with Animal Crossing. Yeah, Star Fox and other Animal
1: World, or even I think Star Fox could mix with with really most non Metroid or Zelda franchise. I think it would be fine with Mario or um, Pokemon or any of those franchises. I think it's it would be fine. Um, and I'm actually surprised that they don't put fox or any of those characters kind of more with the other you know usually promoted nintendo characters like on their calendars other merchandise whatever uh f-zero though i could see f-zero and metroid mixing those are universes that are pretty i would say the most similar like if you were to pick another franchise franchise in terms of like setting and characters to metroid i feel like f-zero is 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 the first choice so i I could see metroid and f-zero what that would be uh, I would have to assume it would be some kind of ship-related kind of game, whether it's racing or, like, you know, an adventure game or whatever it is, or, like, you know, a rail-based shooter or something to that effect, you know. Oh, well, actually, let's
0: uh, let's just dive right into our next there, – so there's, like, two questions here that are kind of similar and kind of veering into the territory that I, I think that you're going into mm-hmm. here. So let's just go ahead and ask them here. Okay. Um, Jedi Geek Girl and uh, Griffin ask questions kind of that are similar. Um, Jedi asks, if you had to make a Metroid spin-off game – what would it be? And Griffin gets a little bit more in depth and says um, there have been two Metroid games that have been story focused, other uh, M and Fusion. However, the R- the RPG genre would be very good for story focused games. Could a Metroid RPG work? And what would it be like? So going back to the um, to the original question about the Metroid spinoff game, um, I-, I think that like actually like F Zero, like a racing game would be like could be cool. Like why not? Um, but I I think that like. You want to lean into Captain Falcon as a bounty hunter mm. a little bit, because that's what he is. But um, yeah, that, that I'll, I'll save my thoughts for kind of the shared universe show. Uh, a Metroid spinoff game, uh, absolutely. I'm down for like literally almost anything. I mean, like we have Metroid Prime Pinball. Like I myself consider Metroid Prime Hunters and Federation Force spinoff games because like oh, they're yeah, they like those games are first person shooters and like you know, that's, that's the focus. And like, kind of like I said before, I don't necessarily think that the prime games, the focus is on the, the shooting. So I think that, but I mean, like that being said, yeah, I'm down for any kind of RPG as long as it's good. Um, you know, like I, I would love to play an RPG, um, uh, or a spin off rather, as long as it's good, I would love to play an RPG that was Metroid focused. I think that that could work. I think that you could make it, uh, you know, like either like a tactics RPG game or like a full-on like Super Mario RPG style RPG game like I I think that you could do a lot of really cool things um I mean like the world is kind of your oyster like you when you kind of like get rid of the idea of like no this this would be stupid because Metroid is a first-person shooter game or Metroid is a 2D game once you kind of lose that viewpoint and like really open it up you know you can have like you can the world is your oyster like Cadence of Hyrule came out and it's a music-based Zelda game. And you know what? It's awesome. Would I have ever thought that I wanted a rhythm, music-style-based Zelda game? No. Do I, like, do I want it to be, like, a normal thing? No. But it's, it was really fun. It was really, you know, it was fun for what it was. So, like, I would love to see a Metroid RPG. I would, I'd be down to see a Metroid racing game. I would be down, I'd be down to see that Zero Suit Samus spinoff game that we talked about. Like, Basically, the more Metroid games that there are, that means the better that the series is doing. So, you know, give me give me cadence of Metroid, you know, like I'll, I'll take it all. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there.
1: 100%. You know, the Zero Suit game, I think like maybe like a Vanquish style Zero Suit game would be so sick. I think my two picks are obviously I really want, you know, a Metroid Prime Hunters 2 or some kind of, you know, team shooter uh, just, you know, whether it's tactical, more like Counter Strike or Valorant, or it's you know maybe something along the lines of like Quake or Halo or something like that. I would absolutely love that. You gotta check my Twitter for that uh, that up I made of like a
0: that actually looked yeah. So check cool. that out at the Rapture. Yeah, I don't know anything about Valorant, but it looked awesome. If it
1: is like uh, I based it very heavily on the Valorant character select screen that they you know released. So and it's available. Um, yeah, check that out on my Twitter or the Omega Metroid Pod. Uh, Twitter, and you'll see it there. I that just looking at the looking at that for me just gets me so excited because I wish that game would exist. It would be so it would be so sick. It would be so killer. It'd be so awesome. Um, <laughs> I want that so badly. The other game I've always really wanted is a Metroid fighting game. I'm a big fighting game person as well. And when Other M was coming out, and I in the trailer, and you saw Samus doing those cool finishing moves, I was like, "Whoa, that's sick!" And that's still one of the only good things about that game. I think it would be sick if they. I mean, I think Samus is a really cool character in fighting games, and and, and Smash is pretty cool. Though her consistent, you know, or like her quality in terms of you know being a good character has been inconsistent. But I think she's a cool character. I think she'd be really sick and sick in more traditional fighting games or like a, an anime style fighting game. So I think like something like that could be really cool. There's a lot of cool characters and, and enemies you could work with, and yeah, like I, with an RPG, I love RPGs. I think like a, a Metroid like like a Chrono Trigger Metroid RPG. Or you know, oh, or great. maybe if they did something more close to like the new Final Fantasy VII remake. I mean, stuff like that. Yes, I would absolutely love like a long. Give me a long adventure. I can go on that just has a lot of story. Let me explore these worlds. Yes, hundred percent. I think we're you know we we're talking about lore earlier. That'd be a great way to you know explore a lot of the stuff that you were talking about and what you know like Griffith was talking about in in terms of you know what in Metroid's universe as an RPG. That'd be a great way to do that. And I would love to you know experience the world of metroid in different perspectives whether it's a first person shooter or it's a 2d adventure game or it's an rpg or it's a fighting game or it's a pinball game or it's a racing game whatever it is yes give me more of that stuff i want to be more immersed in the universe as much as i possibly can be and i think an rpg would be absolutely awesome i think there's some really cool stuff you can do with you know all the ranged weapons and melee focused stuff that's in metroid you know maybe they could look at you know the mario vs. rabbits uh, like something that maybe an RPG kind of based with like that kind of gameplay maybe maybe, uh, or just going turn based would be cool yeah I think that would be absolutely sick and I really would love more spin-offs but at the same time you know give us the traditional Metroid games we want to expect too we want
0: to have a good balance but at the end of the day I just want some more Metroid mm-hmm. I love that you said Mario versus Rabbids actually that is such a great game Yeah. and I don't like Rabbids at all really but like man that game was fun I actually pitched kind of like having a Toon Link Zelda style game like mm-hmm. that and the people over at Zelda Dungeon kind of pooped all over me, but I I loved it. I think that that could work, and I think if they did like a Smash Bros style game like that with Samus, that would be really fun. Um, yeah, I, I mean I am down for for anything and I'm everything. like Street Fighter, Metroid you know? I'm thinking
1: like a true like a traditional fighter, maybe that'd be really like a traditional 2D fighter, or like maybe like a Tekken style something like that. Uh, not you know better than PoKEn.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I've got uh, on our list of show topics to uh, to go over here. I've got what would a Metroid Warriors game look like? So kind of in the same vein as like Hyrule Warriors and Fire Emblem Warriors. Those games aren't necessarily my cup of tea, but still, I think that that could be kind of cool. Yeah. Right. Um, but let's uh, let's pound off the last couple questions here. Let's it. Uh, we have got two left. Uh, Paul asks: Is there anything, or there's always something that happens to Samus that weakens her power suit abilities, like when the X infect her infusion? What fun off the top of your head ideas would you speculate in seeing happen to Samus oh, in Prime 4? We just 4? talked about this. Now, we just yeah, talked we about this. About so like I uh you know, I I think that I've I've always been a fan of like the the enemies stealing her abilities. Like I thought in Prime 2 that, that was really great how like the Ing stole all yes. of Samus's abilities and you like had to fight the um the like specific like you had the grapple Ing and you had like the the boost ball Ing. I I thought that was great. I think that's probably the best I've seen it done in Metroid off the top of my head. So, like, maybe kind of ape that. But, you know, after sitting on our conversation from last week, um, I-, I do think that there is something to be said for, like, maybe, you know, maybe we don't need to go down that traditional route. Um, maybe we can just start Sam's off with, like, some of the base abilities. Like, like I said, like, I'm still in favor of acquiring the Space Jump and, like, the, although I guess this is Prime Four, so it really doesn't matter because they you don't really have the space jump in there. So um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you just maybe you start off with like your your just regular beam, your your uh, grapple, your standard suit, and you just kind of go from there. And there's not necessarily something that happens because I, I don't think that you want to dip into like because I mean it's kind of cliche now at this point. Although I think that there are some people out there that appreciate that cliche. So. Um, I, I mean, I guess that's a long way of saying, it. I'm not really sure, but I'm, I'm down for whatever.
1: Yeah, there's, uh, you know, obviously I know where I stand on this. I, I don't want that to happen. I would love to see uh, Samus start off. Well, you know, Metroid Prime 4, yeah, they can't do it as I'd like them to do it in Metroid Fusion, which is like, just have her be at full power and go through the game like that. Uh, and just make and just let, let scale everything up accordingly. For Metroid Prime mm-hmm. uh Metro Prime 4. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what they'll have to do because I do have to, you know, keep in consideration what happened in Prime 3, what happens in Samus returns. Uh yeah, I think Metro Prime 2 does it the best 100% cuz you know, when I think of every other way, it's she doesn't have them at all or she gets zapped by electricity or whatever happens in Metro Prime. And I guess Metro Prime 3, it's I forget what exactly it is. I guess it's the phase corruption or she just yeah basically yeah so you know it, it's just it's there's always some reason for it at the end of the day it, it breaks down to um the plot says this needs to happen so it happens right and i think metroid prime 2 did it the best way because it at least incorporated you know it made sense like being are taken over a lot of like you know area literally with the dark you know dark world or whatever they're mm-hmm. stripped her of her abilities and forced her to take them back from her you know you know and, and i think. The X infusion, Fusion, I think, did that in a pretty similar kind of way, right? They infected her, and, uh, you know, the X starts spreading around with all the abilities. And so she had to kind of fight to get them back in a similar kind of way. And, of course, the S A X was using them as well. I like that in Fusion where it kind of, like, showed you, like, where you're eventually going to be, <clears throat> right? Like, you're fighting yourself at full yeah. power where you're eventually going to be at. And then you can even match up against them. So that I like, too. So, yeah, I think one of the best things I could do in Metroid Prime 4 is to, again, do it in that kind of way where some kind of organism or a species or something is taking away her abilities and like incorporates them into their own you know biomechanics or the world incorporates them or something incorporates them and that she has to kind of have to interact with them again to get them back rather than oh she got struck by lightning or she forgot to turn the oven off before she left the house or something like that that just like the, the plot necessitates it so it this has to happen i think if we kind of went along the lines of Prime Two or fusion, that'd be great. I think specifically, I don't know how it would work, but like maybe like if the somehow like they like let's say Metroid Prime 4 takes place on like I don't know a living planet again or something like that. And somehow like the the regions she encounters are able to like incorporate her abilities and like she has to fight like these like I don't know, manifestations of the region or like the world comes to life or like she's fighting nature again. I don't know. I, I have no idea how they could do it differently. But yeah, I do think they need to either not do it at all or have it kind of done in how Metro prime 2 or fusion does it
0: yeah I think um, it, to me it's it, like it doesn't really matter yeah. um you know it's it's kind of like I think to some people now it's just kind of one of those fun tropes where like you know how are they gonna do it this time and like uh, if it needs to happen like what creative way are we gonna do it but uh, you, you know you, you kind of convince me a little bit that like maybe we don't need that I really don't think we did if we got, if we got it, I'm not complaining yeah. um, necessarily either. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we'll see. That's for, you know, it's it's tough to say because the plot of the game really dictates how that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, last question here before we get out of here. Um, this is one from Griffin, and I probably should have combined it with the uh, the other one that we were talking about when we were talking about F-Zero. Mm-hmm. But he asks, what Metroid crossovers would you guys like to see the most? And uh, again, I, I think that maybe... Maybe we'll do an episode on this soon, actually, because I, I'm like, I have a lot of ideas here. But I like I think that F-Zero makes the most sense hmm. for sure. Um, but aesthetically, um, I think that like it fits um, and there's, you know, there's reason for Captain Falcon and Samus to cross paths because both of them are bounty hunters. So like that's the that's kind of the obvious choice. I think the, the one that comes to mind like right away. Um, I, I'm not sure that there is another like super obvious choice there mm, see considering considering i'm limiting it to just nintendo Yeah. well if you're limiting it to just
1: nintendo that's one thing because you know if you're not then the, the whole world's your oyster there there's so many mm-hmm, things you could yeah do. let's say we're just going with nintendo i really would love to see metroid and, and zelda put together like if they were able to do that like what because we were talking about earlier enough sufficient you know, technology is advanced enough, it looks like magic. So maybe somehow Samus gets knocked into the world of, of, of you know, Hyrule or something like that, right? And maybe at first, like, Samus is an enemy because she's just trying to, like, survive and figure out what the hell is happening. And, and Link thinks it's some, like, crazy magic robot that's been some golem that's been unearthed from the ground and is fighting it or something. He has no idea, right? Um, I think they can make it work. Would it make the most sense as, as FCR? Probably not, but in terms of what I want to see the most, I think it would be really cool if they were able to somehow make zelda and metroid work together um i think that'd be they th- those games can be on the same kind of scale if they, if oh, they work it baby. I, I think it'd be sick uh and i know as you know you're as big zelda, <laughs> you're
0: you're speaking my language here. i think
1: it'd be really cool i think if they took you know maybe somehow like some time traveling metroid somehow ends up in the past or, or in, you know hyrule time whatever it is and samus goes back and, and ends up with them too and is trying to like solve this problem in hyrule as link is just like oh there's an enemy i gotta i gotta take out <laughs> time to collect some oh, items okay. and fight him and Samus is like what is this guy doing like leave me alone i'm trying to
0: <laughs> let me pitch this okay. idea samus eventually gets a power suit but it's like the guardian power yeah. suit. so it like looks like the guardians How oh that baby be? that yeah, would and be samus, awesome and
1: they both think they're the, like the good guys you know like link just you save in hyrule whatever it is and Samus is trying to complete this mission it's like why is this dude keep attacking me this whole time like bro chill and i think that'd be i think they could do a lot of cool stuff with that like sure would it make like the most sense well who cares you know if they i think that they could write it and they could i think they make the gameplay work i think they could i think it'd be a really cool dichotomy having these two major characters face off against each other or maybe work together i'm sure they would by then um I, that's the crossover I would like to see in terms of Nintendo obviously if we're not sticking to Nintendo you got to put Halo and Metroid together I think that's the obvious one I mean if you, you got you've all seen the yeah, Haloid video from you know way back yeah. when on YouTube so I think that's the obvious choice but if we're not going with Halo and I had to like think like of a non-obvious choice for for Metroid um, I was racking my brain on this a little bit. Cause like, I've, I've got one after okay, you yeah. got one. So I, I was thinking, I think, um, Bioshock would be really cool. I think Bioshock, if they're able to do that. Oh, that's great. Either Bioshock or Dead Space, I think, would be the two- Oh, no, <laughs> I mean, you stole my pick. I had a pick. feeling that you were going to say it, so I just stuck it in. But, uh, yeah, I think Dead Space a deck. is a very reminiscent of, of you know Alien and of Metroid in a lot yes. of ways. So I think that's an obvious choice. And I think Bioshock is really cool because it has a lot of, like, you know, the, the bioengineering kind of stuff to it. And, you know... Ex- it's
0: kind of got that Meridia exactly. vibe to it, it has too. The exploratory like the uh, kind of parts. What's the
1: city called? Rapture? <laughs> called? Rapture? It's called Rapture. It's That's called Rapture. That's where it. I there got my go. uh, yeah. my tag from, actually.
0: Oh, well, there yeah. you go. A little piece of yeah, trivia. So, but that, those um, are the yeah, crossovers. Yeah, board. I think I think Dead Space is, like, a no-brainer. That one, like, the aesthetic is so Metroid. And we, we were talking a little bit about, like, Metroid and horror mm. elements. If you dialed up the horror elements in Metroid, I think, like, you have Dead Space, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I th- yeah, I think that fits, like like uh, peanut butter and jelly together. Um, yeah, but there we are. We're at the end of all of our questions here. Oof, that was uh, that was quite the trip here. This is gonna be our longest show ever, but uh, I ain't mad about that. It's uh, it didn't feel like it took very long. We got a lot of great questions mm-hmm. and I can't wait to do this again because I love like I love doing uh, audience question episodes. So man, if you're listening to this and you didn't ask a question, what you doing? Hit us up on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod and ask us. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I had a great time, Dak. Uh, this was one of my favorite, if not my favorite,
1: episode so far. I feel like I've said that after every episode, but um, it, no, really, because <laughs> this was so. Uh, I just want to talk about Metroid. So the 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 ability and the time taken to talk about a bunch of different topics about Metroid all at once was really fun, and you know, I was like this is this is gonna i know this episode is gonna take a little while because we were i think it took us like a half hour just to get through the first like five questions or so because we had so much to say just about on you know stuff that we hadn't even touched about yet or touched on yet in episodes so uh yeah and we have even more to talk about on these topics too because we left some to you know future episodes so yeah this was a lot of fun Uh, you know thank you everybody who sent in questions you guys really made it a really fun uh you know episode to record and more metro to talk about is what I love, so I w- can't wait to do another one of these.
0: Hundred percent, and the and the beauty of these question episodes is like you like we can answer questions that normally like we wouldn't get to naturally. Like you you don't necessarily have a whole episode's worth of like content, but if you just ask a like a rapid fire question, yeah, we can dig into that and spend five ten minutes talking about it. So, um, yeah, the, the you know if you guys liked these uh, episodes, um. Let us know. We're definitely going to be doing more of them, but, uh, you know, over on the Zelda podcast, we do an episode like this once every six weeks or so, so maybe we'll try and do kind of a similar thing over on Omega Metroid, but uh, for now, for today, that is going to do it for us. We're out of here, but don't worry, we're still going to give you our regularly scheduled show on Tuesday. Hopefully, I don't misschedule it this week. I'll make sure. Uh, (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Whoops. Uh, but there it is. We're out of here. Uh, we want you to check us out over on Twitter. Of course, we are at Omega Metroid Pod. I am at 316. Dak is at the Rapture underscore. And on Twitch. And, and uh, on
1: Twitch. Yeah, I'm uh, playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm Twitch playing Valorant. Sure. And I'm also going to be playing some Metroid soon, some other games. So be sure to check me out on Twitch also uh, slash the Rapture underscore. Check me out there. You play another M? <laughs> You'd have to pay me <laughs> if you subscribe to my channel. Yeah, I'll do. I would do a sub goal, and if people would want, if yes. people would want to watch me uh, play other M and and crap on it while I play it, I will. I will joyfully do that.
0: Yeah, I don't think Dax Twitch channel is. Uh is uh non-explicit like our show either oh it's definitely not not. so
1: yeah that'd be fun though i definitely we should uh we've been talking about doing live episodes and or maybe like playthroughs of metroid games i think we should definitely do that sit down and, and play a metroid game maybe it'll be other m for the first one and we'll we'll do a special episode but yeah definitely uh thank you all for for checking us out
0: yeah and of course hit us up over on uh on Podbean, on itunes on spotify uh drop us a like drop us a subscription drop us a five star review if you think we've earned it and uh, most importantly of course tell your friends tell that metroid fanatic in your life that they finally got a podcast where they can come and hang out weekly and uh listen to two dudes talk about metroid that's going to do it for us until uh until tuesday actually i guess uh we hope that you guys are having a great weekend and we will be back with our regularly scheduled show then